0: Um Vaughn brought a word or a a thing about us. Like it's this time of the year where we're all struggling with a little bit of mental health stuff. Um it's depression, the anxiety is up. Um we know that December this time of the year the suicide rates increase and so everyone is just down and tired and exhausted over the year. Um and I really think that Joandre's message this morning is it's an encouragement to go from that into more of what God has for us. Um, I think maybe at the end we'll have a little bit of ministry time as well. To yeah. Thanks. Good morning, guys. It is really lovely to to uh, preach this morning. Last week, when when Ryan asked me to preach, I was kind of like. I'll never say no, but I'm not sure how this week will go, (laughs) because a little one is a week and two days old. But I can honestly say that she's just a blessing. Already she sleeps through the night. (laughs) I don't think Anita will agree with me, but (laughs) no, she's... (laughs) No, but really, she's she's doing like three, four hours and she wakes up and she airs a bit and then she gets milk and then she burps and then she goes to sleep again. And it really, she's, hopefully it will stay that way. Hopefully, probably not, but for now, it's really, really easy. The, there's not too much of an uh, adaption that needs need to happen. Um, yeah, like Luke said also, it is my, and Anita's, anniversary today. And I, I just... I want to use this opportunity just to honor her because I really think that she needs more honor in this thing than I do. Um, I think the fact that I'm an elder today has got a large part to do with who she is and what she has done. Um, very often I told her, listen, yeah, that thing is not lacquer. And then she will be like, you can see in her eyes, like oh, another thing that I need to change. But then she changes it. Um, and there are, there are times, and hear me out, I must change much more than she has to do. Um, but yeah, so, and I just, Anita, she's sitting out there, She, she's feeding. Um, but I just want to, in front of everyone, just say thank you. Um, she is, she really is, and, and I don't say this to put something on any other woman, but I think that she's the strongest woman that I know. I mean, like a week, a week ago, Friday last week, the doctor cut through seven layers, I think, and the next day she was just like, la, la, la. All right, and actually, on the on the operation table, the doctor took out wards on her ankle, and that is actually giving more <laughs> more trouble than the the actual wound. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um, before we we start that, um, I'm a I'm a trained primary school teacher, qualified, and when you are in university, they they teach you to new, when you, If you start a new lesson, you need to connect the new knowledge with the previous knowledge, so I'm going to do that now, sorry for you guys that feel like I'm, um, okay, so can anyone tell me what was last, pre- last week's preach about, Roland you can't say, don't tell anyone, Patty you neither, anyone, anyone. The process of salvation. All right, the process of salvation. Oh, not yet, but okay, no, it's fine. No, it's cool, 100%. There's a, there's a little button there on the right hand that makes it full screen. Next one, that one, yes. All right, and if if my notes were correct, Roland, you can tell me afterwards, but then this was kind of the, the process, and I, I've illustrated it with like a road that you took. So we start off first by... Um, salvation uh, John 3 verse 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life all right so we know that Jesus came to earth and because of that we receive justification Romans 4 and just mind you I only have two scriptures out of Romans this is the first 4 verse 25 says, Jesus, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our ju- justification. So what justification actually means is like, with any country, any land, any, there's a law. And if you don't obey, the, uh, obey that law, then you need to be punished. Am I correct with that? All right. You don't want anyone breaking into a house, stealing something, and not be punished. All right. But in God's country, in God's kingdom, we offends we offend God every single day and we commit uh, sins crimes every single day and because God know that we can't really there's no punishment that can actually solve that he sent Jesus and Jesus died for our sins and Jesus died in our place and when he hung on that cross he said the words it is finished but what that term actually means is it is paid in full in other words all your sins are forgiven. In Afrikaans, we say, "Jy is vrygesprek." What is that in English? "Vrygesprek." You are set free. Set free. All right. You are set free. That means that you don't have. I have done it for you, and we. And that is what justification means. All right. The next one is adoption, and I'll get to that one. Regeneration in Ephesians four verse 22 to 23, it says, put off the old self which belongs to your former manner of life which, uh, and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit. Alright, so, I don't like the things that I liked before I was saved. For me, now, going out 10 o'clock in the evening sounds like the worst idea. Alright, I don't want to do that. I don't enjoy the stuff that I enjoyed. I'm a new creation. I am regenerated. So the next one is sanctification. In uh, Philippians 1 verse 6, it says, Being confident of this, that you began the good work in you, will carry it to completion. Right? If you know, if you look at the person next to you, ask that person, Am I perfect? Definitely not. All right, And especially wives... You can, you can say it of us men. We are definitely not perfect, but we are in the process of becoming perfect. So God who, who does this work in us will sanctify us. He will carry on doing this good work in us until the day of completion, until the day of the last one, glorification. And that is when Christ, who is our life, is revealed. Then you will be revealed with Him in glory. So when you die or when Jesus returns, you will be in His presence ever and that is awesome and we can't wait for that but so now this is this is the so last week when when Roland um, shared this process with us I actually thought about it and I thought about my life and I realized that for very long I was a I was a, a community leader in Wellington PM I was on leadership in Devonville um, PM and I was still stuck on that one there on the justification. I could not. Get my head around. The adoption part. What is that adoption? Adoption says in Romans. That is my second Roman scripture. And the last one. Romans 8 verse 16 and 17 says. The spirit himself. Bear witness with our spirit. That we are children of God. And Corlea that is the three words. That I spoke about. Children of God. And if children. Then is is with God. And follow a uh, fellow is with Christ, so if you forget everything of this preach, you are allowed to forget everything except these three words: children of God, and I was stuck on that. I was really for a very very long I was on leadership, like I said, and I was stuck on that. How can I be a child of God? and when I think about it, the reason for it is because of the the earthly example that I had, and i don 't want to dishonor my father he was a he was a he had his faults, and he was broken because of his circumstances, but he really didn't know how to show any love or any affirmation or anything whatsoever towards me. So for me, I had to work very hard to gain his approval and to gain his love. Um, I, I remember I used to, like, get home from school, and I, I used to tell him, Hey, Dad, um, I'm picked for the A-team. And it was just like, okay... They didn't want to go and kick ball or got, uh, get. They uh, got excited about anything. Um, I remember when I when I got a hiding. Every l- it was like the, the sequence of things. Whenever I got a hiding, just a note here. I never received a hiding that I didn't deserve. So he was not abusing me. But, um <laughs> but whenever I got a hiding, it was like, okay. I sat in my room and he went and he sat in front of the TV, and then after the pain is gone, now what now? I don't know, can I go to him? Can I be in the same room? So I just sneaked around the house and uh, until like uh, two, three days passed. And then we kind of just, everything just went back to normal. There was never a moment where he sat with me and he said, okay, let's speak about what you have done. Let's sort this thing out. Okay, now you're my son again. So so the fact that I had that relationship I had a massive influence on how I pictured, my picture of the Lord was. I usually first of all, I thought I need to do everything 100% correct. Otherwise the God of the universe will be disappointed at me and he will tell me how bad I am and then I would need to walk a road of whatever and get to that place where I'm ex- accepted again. And, and So I always felt like I had to work very hard for his approval and his love. And when I did something wrong, I felt like I have to punish myself. I kind of put myself in the corner until I feel appropriately guilty about what I did. And then I can go back to God. Or I had some spiritual experience in worship and I feel like, okay, God does love me. Okay, I'm okay with him for another week. And then I do something wrong. All right. And so just, just a side note here. this That is the reason why I'm very intentional with little Clara. If I punish her... I pick her up and I tell her come and I don't I personally this is just me I personally don't believe in her standing in the corner and stuff like that because I want her here and I want to show my love for, for her every single every single time I think I think she will probably tell you that she gets tired of my kisses because um, I I don't want her to experience the same kind of thing and have that warped picture of God one day so the reason why sorry I'm go just want to. So the reason why I felt that way is because I had an orphan spirit. And uh, I'm quickly going to through that 10 characteristics of, of an orphan spirit it says that orphans feel that they must take care of themselves, they must be strong they need to protect themselves, they cannot depend on anyone, they cannot be weak, Um, they crave to be taken in and loved, they want to be accepted and belong, they can't trust anyone but themselves, they cannot come too close, and they are on the outside looking in. So that is kind of what the, the, if you adopt a child, what are the, or This is like the process that you had to work through. You need to work very hard to break that in a child that is that is adopted. Because naturally they feel that way. And that, when I read through that, it is actually a lot of occasions the very same that I felt with my relationship to the Lord. But, and and it's crazy because when I, I thought about it, we know all the stuff. Eh? We know from very little that children, Jesus said children, come sit Bring the children to me. We know this stuff, but just somehow, we kind of see God as this miraculous figure, as the author of the universe, which He is. But we feel that we can't approach Him. I felt I can't approach God because He's like He's like the headmaster of headmasters, the King of Kings. How can I, like, I, I have to walk with my like this when I approach God? But then we see the very same picture in the Bible where God says, where God bent, uh, kneel down, and he washed the feet of the disciples. So we need to balance that thing out. So let's quickly go through what did Jesus do. First of all, Ephesians 2 verse 4 to 5, it says, But God, being rich in mer- mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ. So the beautiful thing there is, while you were still offending God, every minute of every day God had was rich in mercy and he made you alive in Christ so even when you were frother than you are right now God loved you so much I don't know more rotten it's a nice word God loved you so much that he died for you and with that he made you alive with Christ but not only that Ephesians 2 19 says but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So not only did God make you alive, He He made you part of His household. That's awesome. It's not just like, okay, we rescue this little puppy, now he's well fed, now we can stay outside. No, He's part of the house. He's in the beds. How awesome is that? Not in my house, but in some of your (laughs) houses. Um, Galatians 4, verse 4 to 5 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. So just a a reaffirmation of the previous um, uh, scripture that I used. We are adopted into His house. And while I prepared this preach, I read a story. And um, so before, before I re- read you the story, the, just the setting of the story is um, it's an, an American story. The couple are in the process of adopting a, a child, and kind of, I'm not sure how the process works there, but they're in the last stage, they're in court, and the, the, the attorney, the lawyer, turns to them and tells them this, and this is a true story. It says, Today you are asking the court to add the final order for adoption. If the court enters that order... In the eyes of the law, the baby's name, Jaden or Luke or whoever, will have all the same rights, claims and benefits as if you were naturally born. Do you understand? And among those rights and benefits included being a full heir to you. So that is for me just such a beautiful picture. And that's why I love the whole idea of adoption. Now Bernard and, and, and Nada is going through the process now. And they can tell you more about the process. But God God agreed to that terms when He sent Jesus. And again, I'll read you this again. Romans eight sixteen seventeen. God, 17. Uh, the Spirit Himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. All right. So I'm going to land with, not land with this, almost land with this. So, you know, this orphan spirit so how can we how can we change that how can we adapt that so that we are actually how it should be you don't have to take care of yourself god will love to take care of you you don't have to be strong god will be strong in you remember roland told us the story when he had severe depression when he lie, lay down in bed and he told god god if you don't hold on to me that's that God says, you don't have to be strong. I will be strong in you. You don't have to protect yourself. God will give you His, no, God will give His angels to uh, the command to protect you every day. You know, um, like very often I climb into the car and I'm not sure if it's the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure if it's whatever it is. But I just get that feeling that, you know that, what if something goes wrong? What if something happens? And then, I pray, and I say, Lord, please protect us. And I just, I just know that God surrounds us. I mean, before I was saved, there were so many times where I'd driven my little poochie or my, my car under the influence. And the fact that I'm standing here, I think it's just, it's, it's a miracle. It's God that protects us. Even before I was adopted into His family. You can depend on God. He says, you can place your faith in me. I will not disappoint you. You can be weak. God is your strength. You don't have to earn God's love with obedience. You obey him because you know he loves you. So that is the the balance. You know, I don't wash dishes to so that Anita will love me. I wash the dishes because I love her and she loves me. So it's not that you do something to get something. You do it because. All right, we'll get back to that point just now. You already belong to him. He loved you so much that he sent Jesus to die in your place. You can fully rely on God. You have access to the heart of the Father. And you are welcome to put your feet on the couch. And you, you often heard me say that, that phrase. And, and it is because I was on a, um outreach to Namibia. And um, woman Henry, Uncle Henry from Debonville AM went with us. And he kind of led everything there. Um, and where are you going? Not, not yet, but you can stand there so long. <laughs> and that was, the, that was the phrase that actually changed things in me. Because w- with my father, I, I was never allowed to eat in the car, put my feet on the couch. Like, I- everything was that. And when I heard the phrase, you can put your feet on the couch. Like, you can get comfortable here. That is, that is awesome. Now you can start, Lindy. <laughs> so I want to land with this. There's a, there's a spectrum. On the one end of the spectrum, we have an orphan spirit. You can have an orphan spirit. You can, you can think that you need to uh, earn God's love. And you need to punish yourself if you do something wrong. On the other end of that spectrum is grace. I can sin because God's grace will cover me. And in the end, I will be forgiven so I can just carry on with my life. And we can't be there either. There's a, a place. No, man. There's a place in the middle, somewhere on that spectrum. And I've got a beautiful picture to illustrate this. I don't know, Anita, it was probably Monday or or Tuesday evening, about two o'clock. Clara came into the room. And she said, Papa, I get ge-pipie All right. And she was so you can say she was so disappointed she was so incredibly sorry and i went to her bed and i saw okay yes she did wet her bed and i put her on the toilet and i I fetched the wet wipe or two and i cleaned her and i put her in my bed you see that for me reminded me of such a beautiful picture we are i I could have handled that situation like why did you wet the bed you're grown up now but that is not who god is there's two sides of that story. The first one is, what do we do when we do something wrong? We run to God like Clara did. She ran to me. She was so disappointed. Papa, ik het dit gedoen. I've done this thing. And what did the father do? Come, I'll clean you up. I'll put you in my bed. I'll put you next to me. But there's consequences. We can't just expect to sin and climb into bed with God and... Not, there's not consequences because there was consequences we had to adjust the fluid intake we had to the next evening she wear a nappy because we're not sure if it is the new baby that causes it or whatever so there's consequences and we need to adjust these things but the picture that I want to leave with you is there are, you are children of God and you can run to God You can please run to God whenever you do something wrong don't stay there in your room And wait for the Father to come in. Run to God. I've asked Lindy to uh, prepare a song. And what I want this song to be is uh, actually God ministering to you. So before the the message, uh, worship is like we are ministering to God. We are praising God. But I, I want for a moment now, I want God to sing over you. So you don't have to sing. You can just accept this. But I, I also want you to do business with God now. As God sings this word over you, repent if you need to repent. If you realize that you are stuck on that orphan spirit um, part of the process, repent about it. Move on. If there were times where you didn't run to God, where you try and, like Adam and Eve, you, you hid yourself from God, repent of that. God is not the strict headmaster that waits to punish you. He's the loving Father that can't wait to pick you up you're more than welcome to stand or sit down or kneel or do whatever Just, I want you just to focus on God and do business with God now